where we're more than just a podcast, we're a family. Go ahead and take some deep breaths, baby. You're safe here. Self-love, confidence, acceptance, and growth. Welcome home. Welcome to Probably Lead to Something. Hi, babies. Welcome back to another episode of Probably Late to Something. Thank you guys for staying and keeping up with each episode. I really appreciate you guys. Like I always say, someone DM'd me because I opened up my DMs recently um, to just any story times that you guys might have wanted to share, any advice that you needed. I kind of really want this podcast to have you in it. I want you to be involved. I want you to feel like this is a place where you can talk and express and feel heard. And back in the day, I used to do challenges on each one of my episodes. And one of you guys reached out to me and said that the challenges help you reflect at the end of your day and you always uh, journal them. So I just really, really love that. So today's challenge is to go on a gratitude walk. I talked about that in my YouTube video that will be dropping on Friday. And I talked about how things can get hard in life. You know what I mean? Like you can go through times where you're just like, this fucking sucks. But one of the most important things that I've learned is although that might suck at that moment, we kind of forget all the things that don't suck. And we can kind of fall into this pity party. We're going to be talking about that in this episode on how to outsmart toxicity and how toxicity isn't sexy. Um, but yeah, so I challenge you guys to go on a gratitude walk. I challenge you guys to take deep breaths um, when something upsets you. And even if you're not upset, the five minute, 10 minute walk that you do in the mornings or in the evenings to just count some of your blessings and tell yourself that you're proud of yourself and note your accomplishments is important. I think I talked about imposter syndrome before, but that is a really deep thing that I struggle with. Uh, ben always talks about how he's proud of me for like accomplishing things. And he says that I work really hard. Um, and it's weird because I don't process it like that. Um, I'm going to move the microphone down a bit. Sorry. Uh, but I just don't process it like that. I like know that I work all the time. I know that I'm striving towards my goals and I do have like an agenda and the daily tasks, but the only things that I pay attention to are the things that I'm not completing. The only things that I pay attention to are the things that I haven't done yet. Uh, and that just kind of sucks. I did on the podcast Instagram write a little like short story, I guess, um, about what was it called? It was called get out of the box, get out of the box. And I talked on there about how at times you can just have an endless list of things to do, right? Um, once you complete one task, there's always another one. And I really questioned, sorry, I like kind of burped. That's really gross. But I the Capri Sun's like really fucking with me right now. So I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But I questioned when the list will end. Will there ever, will I, will we ever get to a time in life where we're going to be like, ah, yeah, this is it. 
or I did everything I needed to do. I don't think that that is the case. I don't think that we ever really get there. And that kind of terrifies me because I don't want to live my entire life waiting for the next task or living in the future. I just don't feel like that's something that fits with me. And again, I am telling this to all of the audio uh, listeners because the podcast is live now on YouTube and on video. I don't know how to properly say that yet. Like the podcast is live. It's not live, but the podcast is available videoly. I don't know how to like word that. Every time it comes up, I'm like stumped. I'm like, uh, videos on YouTube for like the behind the scenes, I guess. Uh, So if I'm not pausing or like editing the way I would normally edit, it's because I am on the tube for these episodes now. Uh, But yes, back to the real purpose of this uh, episode. It's called Out smarting toxicity. I'm a firm believer that you should, okay, now I'm going to forget it. Um, think smart, not hard. I think there's a better way to say that, but you know what I mean? Like instead of just going the hard route, you have to be smart about it. And toxic people are kind of like chess pieces in my brain now. Um, after I did some research and really read about it, um, I am a firm believer now that t- a toxic person is a chess player. And did you know that most toxic people don't know they're toxic? So we're going to do a little exercise. So close your eyes. Think about that toxic person in your life right? Think about someone that really just grinds your gears because we all have a person like that. It could be a coworker. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. Think about that person that just kind of maybe drains your energy and doesn't like help lift you. You know what I mean? Someone that's always complaining, that doesn't like try to solve their problems, just wants to rant about them. And there is a difference, okay? I think this goes into having boundaries. There's a big difference between someone needing to lean on you or needing to get something off their chest versus a person that is constantly the victim of their own life, okay? Like, if you're in that victim mindset, like I said last episode, if you always pretend to be the victim or always think you're the victim, you will be treated as such, and we don't want to do that. If you think that you're the victim and boo-hoo, boo-hoo, my life sucks, and don't get me wrong, there can be times that are just harder than others that we all go through and that we all have to keep pushing through, but you don't want to be stuck there. When you're the victim, you need to own up to that, own up to who you are, own up to your situation, and then that gives you power over it instead of just feeling like, you know, life is just bad to you. Life is just mean to you. Life is picking on you. That's what I would kind of go about. But we all know that person that we're thinking of in our head, how you genuinely listen to them or they talk to you and you genuinely don't understand them, right? You don't understand them because you're moving in a different direction in your life. So these people, they cause stress. They cause chaos, honestly, because their life seems like a fucking mess, okay? And there's, like I said, there's a difference between your life being a little bit messy and then you causing your own mess and then not reflecting on it, right? Um, but that, if you are thinking about that of that person now and all of your 
experiences with them, uh, that actually affects your hippocampus. Okay, it's the area in your brain responsible for reasoning and memory. So when you have that person constantly stressing you out with all of their problems, constantly nagging, and then you try to be the hero or you try to fix their problems, that all is causing you stress. And stress literally affects your brain. I know they talked about how when you're in that toxic cycle with someone that you love, right, like a toxic boyfriend or a toxic girlfriend, they literally become addictive. It's like being addicted to a drug because you keep going back. You keep craving it. Those like little, very, very minimal like times that were good, uh, especially overall the freaking trauma that you endure to like keep that person and fight for that person to be in your life. But people say like you can literally get addicted like they are a drug to you. So I just thought that was crazy when I was researching and they said that stress can literally affect your hippocampus. And another thing I think about, say, this toxic person or just toxic people in general is that they might not know that they're toxic. You know, they might not know that they have a negative impact truly around them, but some people do know, right? So I guess there's like two types. The person that doesn't know and the person that does know and they get low-key satisfied with fucking shit up. Like I, I won't... I personally won't ever be under, uh, able to understand it, but they get satisfied with like knowing that they've pissed off a whole bunch of people or knowing that they've started some drama. Like, and I said this before, I get talking a little bit of shit every now and then. You know, like I like Bad Girls Club. I watch Vanderpump Rules. I kind of like the drama, especially if I'm not involved in it. I'll be like listening. But at the end of the day, like I have a peaceful life without that. And I think the main goal in life is to find peace. So when you have these people, and I know that for certain people, it's you are stuck in that. Like if it's a family member or it's a coworker, you're really stuck in those situations. So I'm going to give you some advice on how to handle that. I think I will use this with my family members most because obviously those people stay forever and some just really know how to push my buttons. And I want to learn, you know, like silence is a power, controlling your emotions is a power. And I actually read that 90% of successful people, this was an article in Forbes magazine, 90% of successful people know how to control their emotions. And I think that's a really telltale oh shit here we go with this word again telltale sign that um you letting people like have the power to upset you so easily is you handing them your power and I'm a really big hothead I think I've gotten better but sometimes like if someone pisses me off I'm like boom react like you're gonna see the fire in me I blame partially the Aries in me but you know, we're, we're, we're trying to take accountability here. So I'm just going to say that that's me myself, um, trying to like defend myself. And I hate, cause like we all know, and I think I'm going to be raw and honest with you. When I say this, I have at times been the person, cause they say this all the time. The loudest in the room is normally the one that's wrong. I have definitely been the person that barks so loud that it just drowns out the other person. And I just, I don't, 
it's embarrassing kind of uh i haven't done that for like a few years but like i i think back to that time i almost hit my old roommate in the face of the cooking pan um yeah that's a i guess i'll just spill the tea on that i don't know if i've ever talked about that before not a great moment but this just shows my emotions like so let me let me tell you the story so I had this roommate. She was super annoying. I will say just like very like needy and like whiny and like, like, I don't know. She just like begged to be your friend. But like, I genuinely think sometimes people just don't mesh. You don't have to be rude to someone that you just don't mess with. But like, you also shouldn't feel forced to like hang out with them. But she was super depressed and, like, didn't really have any friends. And she was my roommate. And I did want to help her. I did want to, like, be kind to her and, like, show her compassion. So I started, like, offering to hang out with her. Uh, But this is how the hangouts would go. So since we lived together, I would cook a meal or something. And she would come out, you know, into the living room. And she would sit at the bar stool and just watch me cooking like in silence and I would be like carrying the conversation but she would just be sitting there like barely talking just kind of staring at me doing my thing and like I was fine with that but like that's not very fun you know like that's not you're not offering me anything and I would tell my other friends like it genuinely felt like I could have just been alone I would have preferred to be alone because all the thoughts that I was saying I just could have kept in my head like why you know So anyways, things like that kind of kept happening. And then I got to a point where I was just like, I don't really want to hang out with her. So I kind of, and I would also, before this, I would ask her to do things because I'm like a person that I want to go golfing or or not golfing, but like to top golf, right? I don't want to be like walking around in the heat, but I'm the type of person that wants to go to yoga class, go to a dancing class. I want to do something, go to a painting class, whatever. So I would invite her all the time and she would say no. The only thing she wanted to do was like watch me cook or like go tanning or something at the pool and that was fine for a little bit but after a while it got kind of boring and I understand that she wasn't in the mood to do anything but like what am I supposed to do about that you know what I mean like I kind of wanted to just spread my wings and fly anyway so I stopped inviting her after a little bit and she got very very offended by that and I was getting kind of upset because I just thought it was kind of dumb because I was like I've invited you and you haven't really cared to go you haven't seemed interested so now I'm just doing my own thing so then she got to the point where she started like picking at me um and would uh like my cat is bothering me go away you annoying I I I said that yesterday that I was gonna punt her like a football and people on TikTok live got so upset about it I'm like come on guys I'm not actually gonna punt her even if I daydream about it Um, but yeah, so she started picking at me at a point and she would like tell me I couldn't use her salt or something like that. And she would like tell me I couldn't use her ketchup and it just became so annoying. I just wanted to slap her across the face. And one night, um, 
she had this like birthday party with her friends or something and I was like whatever like I don't care like have your little birthday party but I went into the kitchen and the living room was like in the kitchen and I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking I put my headphones on I was minding my business and then I put the dishes in the sink after I was done eating and I took Opal downstairs to go to the bathroom as I'm downstairs keep in mind right remember that all of her friends are in the living room and the kitchen is like you know open to the living room like they could see me there the whole entire time I didn't care but like I was there they knew I was there um as I'm downstairs like cooking uh she sends a picture of the dishes in the sink that I had just done and like texted it in our roommate group chat and was like whoever's dishes they are they need to clean them now and that was just my fuming point. I was downstairs with my friend Miles and he knew I was going to pop off. He just knew. At this point in life, it just seems kind of stupid. But at that point, I was ready to rumble. So I go upstairs and I'm like, oh, so you're being a little ballsy now that you have all these friends here and you're going to try to take pictures of a plates that like the plates I just made. And she like got my face and I was like, you're not going to disrespect me any longer. She was also mad that when I cleaned the entire house, because I cleaned the entire house all the time. Uh, Because I didn't want to live in filth like the rest of the people that lived there. And I threw out her candle. But her candle was old. Like, I love candles. If a candle is being used, why the heck would I throw it out? Even for fun. Like, I will use your candle. Like, the candle's great. You know what I mean? So I threw it out because it was old. And she got offended and told me I needed to buy her a new candle. Like, all this shit. She was just, like, the most annoying person ever. And then she's still been annoying. Like, even after that, we were fine. But she still got... She was just so annoying. But... Um, yeah, so she ended up getting in my face kind of because she had all of her friends there and was like, you're not going to disrespect me. And I was like, bitch, I will show you disrespect. And then I don't know what happened, but I picked up that cooking pan. Like, that was insane. Like, I looked down at my hands. I was like, oh, God, I guess I'm going to, like, slap her in the face with this cooking pan. Thankfully, her boyfriend got in the middle of us. So I guess I have, like, a little bit of spicy, like, violence in me. I'm happy that that's leaving because I don't uh, want to be like that. I want to be a piece earth goddess that's like a fairy princess but sometimes that like masculine monster like big kahuna comes out of me and i just i will fuck you up i i I will um i'm also not gonna put myself in situations where I, i i want to fuck people up but anyways i don't even remember what the point i don't know why i brought her up let me think I was talking about a cooking pan. I was talking about someone. Oh, I was talking about the the last time that someone got me worked up and riled up. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, after I screamed at her and got on her face, no one was hit her. Her boyfriend got in between us. And then I immediately went from so angry. I went to my room and I started bawling my eyes out because the true part of me doesn't want conflict. And I have heard from like my therapist and I've read books that say subconsciously, depending on the way you grew up, you will act and hold yourself in a certain way and subconsciously people that grew up in toxic environments where you're trying to explain yourself to a parent or a sibling and there's nothing you can do no matter what you still get yelled at and there's not like an easy answer like an easy out or like a problem solving environment I guess is what I'm saying just more of a yelling environment those people grow up to subconsciously fight they subconsciously look for problems because they're done trying to fix them. So they're just going to start making them. Um, So I I don't want to be like that. 
because again, like that drama and that toxicity, like life is better peaceful. So I feel like when you grow up, you kind of just learn to not, not need to explain your side to, of the story. Like, I don't need you to know where I'm coming from. I think that that can go to a certain extent because sometimes like I got to the point where I was like, oh, I don't care at all. Like, never mind. I was like not explaining my side of the story at all. But certain relationships are worth fighting for. So you don't always want to be like, never mind. Because I would have like friendships that like kind of went south um, for, for, for on my part and that friend's part. But I would just be like, all right, well, I'm not going to explain myself. And then that didn't get me far either. But yeah, you you want to be in control of yourself. 90% of successful people are able to control their emotions. You want to neutralize toxic people. You want to be able to put them there, like, right, like, put them in front of you, but stay connected to yourself and stay grounded to yourself. You don't want to die in the fight. Uh, And a lot of people do. You don't want to end up giving so much of yourself that you die in the fight. Um, You want to be able to rise above, keep them at a certain place, and then stay grounded in yourself. I know I'm one of the people that really feel like I suck in people's energy. Uh, Like if Ben comes into the room in a bad mood, I feel like it just seeps into my soul and now I'm in a bad mood. Again, I talk about this um, in my YouTube video, but I... I was talking to my therapist about that and she basically said that I am doing that to myself. And I was like, huh? Because she's like, why do you feel that you have to own and partake in his emotions or any person's emotions? Like, why do you feel that you need to feel them too? There's a difference between understanding and like being consumed buy something. And I felt like that just really helped me put that into perspective. So now when anything happens in my like life or whatever, um, I will kind of take myself, I'll be like, okay, I love you. You're secure. You're fine. And I will like picture me taking myself out of my brain and that person that's upset or dealing with something, I'll kind of like think like them for that second, not like lose myself, but try to just like understand where they're coming from without getting offended because I put myself aside. Even if I think it's completely buffoonery or I just completely don't see it that way or whatever, I'll be able to say, okay, you are saying this because of this. And I'm not getting offended or getting sucked into or getting upset about it because I'm over here kind of thing. Um, Hope that makes sense. I think when you're on the YouTube video, you see my hand placements like I'm over here, like I'm putting my hand away from me. So I don't know. Hopefully I'm explaining it um, in a good way. But also another part that I wrote down is you have to figure out what enables you. Right. When you're dealing with a toxic person, they can what push your buttons. They can say certain things that are just not okay for them to say that just make you want to pop off. Like, what is it? You know, what is it? Like, I know that when I feel like I'm not being heard, like in my childhood, my mom would yell at me a lot and we would get into a lot of fights, but I was powerless to them because she owned me pretty much. You know, she's your mother. She's the parent, her way or the highway type of things. So when I feel now in my adult life, when I feel like I'm not being heard, it makes me 
angry. I also don't like when people tell me about myself. It makes me extremely frustrated. And those are the things that kind of enable me when a person is, you know, being toxic, being annoying. It takes that out of me. It like pulls that out of me. So I needed to work on just managing that, managing not needing to react because toxic people look for reactions. I also needed to stop trying to save them, you know, because a lot of times, especially if you have like a person that just complains and just is so negative, you can try your best to like be like, hey, try this. Hey, try this. Hey, try this. And eventually it just makes you miserable because you're like, all right, well, if you're not going to do any of the things that you know you should do, why are you talking to me about it? Like, what am I supposed to do for you? You know, like, okay, just keep it, keep it to yourself. Uh, But yeah, so be aware of your emotional responses. Don't also let someone limit or control your joy. I know a lot of times if it's like a certain family member or something like that, we can get to the point where we're like, well, this fight or them complaining has just completely ruined my day. Uh, Don't let someone have the power to do that to you. Don't let someone completely have the power to control your emotions and your responses. If you want to be successful, you have to learn to categorize. I I think they say that men categorize and women deal with their emotions just all over the place and whatnot. I don't want to be a man by any means um, or like think like a man. uh, But I think that that is something that is fucking true. I can see it. Like I live in a house full of men now and like the way that they process things is so different than the way I process things. Some of them could be toxic a little bit. Uh, No offense, guys. But I think you can always gain something from observing other people. I know my dad's in prison uh, and he's been in prison for a long time. But one of the best things that he did teach me, uh, obviously over our phone calls, was to observe people and sit quiet. Like when you're meeting people for the first time, just sit quiet, let them talk, let them give you information on them, um, figure out like really who they are. It Listen to your intuition while you're listening to them talk and feel what feel that out. You know what I mean? Connect to your higher power because it will guide you. It will guide you. And most of the times when you, we see red flags, that is our angels guiding us. And we just go, never mind. Like, nope, never mind. That's something different, blah, 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 blah. And we ignore it. And then we end up getting fucked over. So I'll tell you a story about someone that was super toxic to me, super aggravating, very much just, oh, hold on. I, I think there's a dog fight going on in the background. Um, but someone that was just like really annoying, really draining and honestly just like made me go insane. She was a girl that I dated a long time ago and we did have a connection, but she was genuinely, I would say number two in toxic people that I've ever like known in my entire life. Like number two, number two, possibly at like hand in hand with number one. No, number one was really bad because that just lasted for so long. This one didn't last as long. It lasted was like a year of like knowing that person. But 
This person took zero accountability for anything that ever happened to them, blamed everything on everybody else, would drink every day, would party every night, then complained about being, you know, chunkier, complained about being hungover, complained about not feeling good. I'm like, well, you're out until 5 a.m. every day doing drugs and drinking a whole bunch of alcohol. You haven't been showing up to work, so your goals are completely shit now, and you don't have any vegetables in your body. So yeah, you will feel like shit. But if you tried to tell this person that, you were in the wrong because it was worse than that and there wasn't anything they could do. And just me sitting in that cycle, it genuinely drained me and made me really sad. And you start to adapt that way of thinking. Like you start to adapt that like, well, life might be shitty. Like maybe this is too like hard. Maybe I, this, you start to get negative and you don't want to literally surround yourself with someone that can alter your like joy like that. Like that's insane. And we all have a person like that in our life. Uh, But when you ask yourself how people make you feel, listen to your answer because it's important. You can offer compassion to someone without having to embody that completely and just run off the rails with it. Um, But okay, we're going to go now to my Instagram and we're gonna see what some of you guys have asked me to talk about. One girl, actually, I already read it, asked me to talk about queefing. Okay, so if we all know what that means, it's like when your coochie cat uh, makes a farting noise. So I, she was asking like how to handle it. If it's like, what do you do? It's so awkward. One, I feel like you shouldn't be doing the nasty with anyone that is too immature to handle a queef. Um, and I mean that in like a way where they'd be rude because I actually, you know what? I'll tell you a side story about someone that I used to like date a little bit. I was one time in my own bed, in my own apartment, um, in like my bra and underwear. Oh, the camera stopped recording. Give me one second. So I was in my own bed, in my own apartment, in my bra and underwear, and I like looked at him and I'm very like open. I'm an open person. So I looked at him and I said, oh, look, I just farted because I'm a believer. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. I'm a believer that if you fart, I, I, as a person would want someone to kind of warn me. I don't want to just smell your shitty fart and then you be like, ha ha ha. Like, I want you to tell me, I believe that it's good to warn someone. I think that's like a courtesy that you should do. But I just remember the reaction that I got was so terrible. It was like, he was disgusted and repulsed by me. And he was like, don't ever say anything to me like that again. And it just made me feel so bad. If that was me now, I would have, I can't say certain things. Um, I would have punched him in the face or go with my classic headbutt. I would headbutt him and then kick him out of my apartment and never talk to him again. Sorry, there is, for those that can see the video, there is a little tiny like gnat that's been in my room for days and I can't get it out. 
But so I'm a very open person, even though I was traumatized at one time, I believe in just laughing it off. And I think first of all, him doing that, uh, was a sign that he was immature because a fart is a fart and it's not that big of a deal. Obviously you can have manners, but like, come on now it's, it's a fart. I think you should be doing the nasty with anyone that just like, can't love you enough to not give a fuck about a fart. You know, if you can't fart, that means they kind of, I'm assuming just view you as a sexual object. Like, I think a little queef is kind of funny. Like, queef it out, queen. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Like, it's not that deep. I would totally just ignore it and keep it pushing. That's what I would do. Ignore it and keep it pushing. Uh, And hopefully you're with some that you can honestly just laugh at it, you know, because if you're queefing, in my opinion and in my experience, y'all are doing it right. And y'all just had a lot of fun. So I would just laugh at it and not make it so deep. Um, Okay, let's see what happened and what you guys want to talk about. I don't know. I don't know why I said let's see what happened. I I guess I'm just looking through the um, Instagram DMs. Someone said, I was just curious, how do you get a man to worship the ground you walk on? I wish my boyfriend did, but he doesn't, and I'm super jealous. Any tips for getting boys to be obsessed with you and not in a bad or or creepy way, of course? Um, Yeah, let me think. I think, honestly, um, it kind of starts by how you view yourself, right? Because in life, you teach a man how to treat you. Hold on, I'm texting Ben. Because the dog is barking. And it's super annoying. I think the first step in getting a man to be obsessed with you is loving yourself. Because they always say you are teaching a man how to treat you. So every time he cheats and you take him back, you're teaching him that he can do whatever he wants pretty much. And you will stay. You have to respect yourself to have a man respect you. Because if you don't respect yourself, like, I won't respect you either type of vibe. And if you're not telling yourself that you're beautiful, why the fuck would I? You know, it's all about confidence. It's all about confidence in how you carry yourself. You know, so if your boyfriend isn't worshiping the ground you walk on, why are you with him? Like, seriously like think about it you know he could be sweet though so i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt but i know most of y'all are dating trash people just because like i dated trash people i you know it's a human thing to do especially when you're learning self-esteem and learning how to worship yourself i think that most of us do date trash people especially by the dms that you guys um have sent me in the past i mean when i did a q a or like gave boy advice in this episode that's coming up uh one of you guys was saying that you were in a long distance situationship and he didn't really like you as much as you liked him and asked me what you should do about it like I'm shocked, I'm shook to the core by by even you asking me that question. You you know the answer. Like you just said everything. And first of all, long distance relationships. We all know that I tried that before, <laughs> and it was fucking shit. It was shit. Like you don't know the person. You're not around them enough to like genuinely be qualified to say, I know this person, I'm dating this person. Of course, like if you're previously like with them, then maybe, but 
I don't know. You just have to be eating people's souls out here. That's that's the thing. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I know I could step on a man's throat and that they would thank me. Uh, so I think that you have to kind of hold that energy within yourself. And it doesn't matter what the fuck you look like. It genuinely doesn't. Um, it is about how you carry yourself and what treatment that you demand. That is it. That is it. But I think the first part would be just giving yourself that love, giving yourself that reassurance and hyping yourself up. Okay. Cause the way you treat yourself is the way somebody else is going to treat you. So that's definitely something that I would offer you. And I hope that helps. Okay, sweetie. I hope that helps. Um, let's see. Someone said how to deal with anxious attachment style and become secure. I think that's again, like the same thing that's kind of reassuring yourself and being so strong in your sense of self that somebody else being there or being gone does like obviously affect you especially if you have like emotions involved and whatnot but it doesn't kill you you know you have to know like I've dated a few people that have said this was the most unattractive thing anyone has ever said to me they have said you could cheat on me and I'd still take you back because they were so in love with me. That didn't make me want to be with them because it showed how little respect they had for themselves and how kind of desperate they were for me to love them. And I don't want, you know, you don't want to be with someone that's so desperate. Uh, like I said, desperativity isn't cute. I don't want to be desperate. I don't want y'all to be out here being desperate because it's embarrassing. Like, what would you tell your daughter if you saw your daughter out there being desperate like that? You'd be like, honey, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together and stand the fuck up. So that's what I would kind of do with ancient anxious attachment styles. I think it also, if you do some deeper um, shadow work and things like that and really get to the center of those issues, it stems from, you know, abandonment and you're feeling like you're going to be left. You're feeling that you're not worth someone staying for, worth someone fighting for. So you deserve to give yourself that reassurance. You deserve to know what you're putting on the table, whether or not that person picks it up or decides to fucking walk away. You deserve to know that your worth is there regardless. So I would definitely work on self-esteem. And I hope that helps you. Um, I want to tell you, someone said, I want to tell you my confession, but I'm scared the people I'd be referring to will hear it one day. Hmm, I guess I guess I can't do it. I guess I can't do it. Oh, okay. Someone said, I have a story to tell. This is uh, an embarrassing story, but here it goes. So this is this is a long one. She said, so this summer I, I started serving at a country club. On my first day at work, I was counting chits, tickets from orders, okay? But I had a lot of questions, so I needed to text my manager quite a few. While counting the things, I decided to call my cousin and tell her about my first day. This was okay because I was all by myself and away from any members. While on the phone with her, my manager came to help me out with a question I needed an answer to. When he walked away, I texted my cousin. My manager is so cute and he said, and he has a nice smile. I was too afraid to say it out loud in case he was still close by. Well, I said, my cousin, did you see the text? And she said, what text? And then I heard my phone vibrate. 
And at that moment, my heart sunk. She had texted the message to her manager on the first day. Damn. I I, I have actually done that before, but I'm going to tell you the story afterwards. She said, he texted me back, huh? I tried to play it off like I was texting about someone else because he wasn't born yesterday. I'm pretty sure he didn't believe me. However, he was at least kind enough to pretend he did. What made it worse is he had a girlfriend, so I couldn't even play it off and shoot my shot. It was hard to look him in the eyes after that oh honey i'm sorry but i think it's it's a funny little story that you can always tell like i fucking but we've all done that we've all fumbled the bag and texted the wrong person before i one time literally this let me let me tell you this one because i you can't you cannot get out of that you cannot get out of this one you're trapped and you're stuck but i, I think i did manage to get myself out of it um i took a bold approach instead of shying away but i had this guy like i like this guy or whatever and i went on his instagram and you know how like you text your friends like pictures yeah yeah so i went through his instagram and i'm talking like years you know like you go all the way back to fucking 2016 uh i went back years and took a whole bunch of pictures and screenshots and i sent them to my friend but apparently my friend was him. So I'm waiting. Uh, no, actually, I didn't wait. I remember this. I sent it to him and I immediately tried to put my phone on airplane mode because I was so upset. I was like, if I put on airplane mode, they won't send. So I put it on airplane mode and then it said they were loading and then I deleted the chat. And I was thinking that if they were in the chat and they didn't load, then it's gone. That doesn't work, by the way. Um, I wouldn't try that and I wouldn't recommend that. That does not work. Um, so I he ends up texting me like, what? Question mark. And I text him back. I just like these pictures of you. Tell me that wasn't smooth. And he was like, oh, haha, thanks. So I ended up texting off or like playing it off cool, I think. Maybe he still thought it was creepy. But I mean, he didn't because he, he liked me. But um, I... That was a that was a tough one. That's probably like the worst accidental message message I've ever sent. Uh, but I totally feel you on that girl. Uh, or do you still work there? I have so many questions. Uh, I bet if he didn't have a girlfriend, he would have loved that and admired that and been like, hey, you're cute too. Uh, so I said, I'm on my self-love journey. I'm realizing the a majority of my friends are toxic influence on my life. However, I have really bad abandonment issues. So how do I truly let go? Please. I think you just have to note that you're already noticing that these people are toxic. So why do you need them? What part of yourself thinks you need them? You know, what part of yourself is like craving that? Because if they're toxic and they're not good, especially if they're doing hurtful things towards you, you just have to own yourself and step up. You need to step up because sometimes doing the right thing for yourself is harder. But that's why that's why not everybody is successful. That's why not everybody loves themselves. That's why not everybody is in happy relationships and living a happy life. Doing what you know you need to do can sometimes be hard, but that doesn't mean you don't do it. 
leaving these friends and shedding that layer of yourself can be hard. I remember when I was a senior in high school, I decided to really get into my spiritual journey and I literally blocked all the people that I was friends with at the time and they genuinely deserved it. I actually threw like a little gathering or like a Getty at my house uh, for like our senior, like, you know, just like final bash or whatever. And I had just started getting involved in this friend group because like that year I became really spiritual and I really like loved myself. So I wasn't afraid to like walk up and be like, hey guys, do you want to come to my house? Like I literally was very open about things like that. And, um, I remember my sister had like a room downstairs. So like upstairs was my room and my bathroom. When the bathroom was full, people would have to go downstairs and go into the bathroom attached to my sister's room. Um, and, my sister, I remember like coming upstairs and be like, Hey, can I talk to you? And I was like, sure. And she was like people in the bathroom. Cause I had just been signed to my modeling agency. Um, and I was signed to IMG and I, that's when I moved to New York and everything. But I remember my sister was like, there are people upstairs or downstairs talking about how you're not pretty and you're not worthy of like, you know, being a model and like people in the bathroom saying like, you shouldn't be a model, like making fun of me, um, which is one, like so dumb. Like it's clear that you're insecure because I'm fucking gorgeous and amazing. But you know what I mean? Like it just sucked and I couldn't figure out who it was. I couldn't figure out who it was. So instead of like trying to get to the bottom of it, I blocked all of them because I was like, if I can't trust one of you, I can't trust none of you. And I wasn't taking any chances letting that snake slither through. So they were all canceled and cut off. Uh, But yeah, and I also broke up with the person I was dating at that time. So I got rid of like everyone and it could be scary, but all I need is myself. You know, at the end of the day, all you need is yourself. Like, uh, Like learn to fall in love with your own energy. Learn to appreciate your presence because until you appreciate your presence and like being around yourself, you're not going to really know how valuable your time and energy is, you know, so get to know yourself, get to love yourself. And honestly, when you drop those people, you'll probably feel really free and light, light like a feather, right? Um, someone said, I was just in a romantic getaway with my fiance. I opened my DMs to a voice message from a guy I used to sleep with asking me for $40. Very embarrassing from him for him. That is so gross. I, I'm, I'm not a firm believer in the fact that like, actually scratch that. I fucking am. Like I get like wanting to like split bills and stuff as a woman. Cause you're powerful and you can make money. I personally won't be doing that. You're going to pay for all of my stuff. Um, but I get that. I get the, you know, wanting to do it, wanting to have power, knowing that you don't need a man, blah, 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 whatever. But my friend, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. I doubt she'll, I doubt anyone will figure, find this out. But my friend was just talking to me about this boy she's been dating, right? And she was like, yeah, like he's just kind of like aggravating at times. And I was like, oh, like how so? She's like, well, we split every bill. And I was like, okay, like, you know, some people aren't ready or like financially able to, you know, support you or anything, especially at our age. Um, I'm 22, by the way. A lot of people don't know that. But she was like, yeah, it's just really aggravating at times. Um, and I was like, what, what happened? She's like, oh, yesterday, like he, you know, told me he was going to pay for my things because I, I, you know, she was running low on money. So she couldn't like go out and just like, you know, spend the day out. So he said that he was going to pay for all of her stuff. And then when they got to the movie theaters, he said that, um, she needed to pay for his icy 
and was like asking her to pay for his icy. And like, I'm not trying to bash anyone, but like, if a man asked me to pay for his icy, I would throw up in my mouth. I would genuinely throw up in my mouth. I'm not trying to be offensive, but you, I, I mean, like an icy is like three dollars. And if we're if we're you know including the fact that it's at a movie theater and they overprice everything, that's five dollars. If a man asked me for an icy, I would never speak to him again for the rest of my life and for the rest of the time that I live as a person. Um, so that, that is, that is that someone also said, I need advice on, uh, loving myself fully. Um, Oh, maybe share a story time of when you weren't fully yourself and how you came out of that. Let me think of a time I wasn't fully myself. Um, Hmm. I know I definitely did things to fit in when I was younger, uh, especially with this one girl who was moral of the story. I think I've talked about her a few times before, but she was just a big cunt. And like, I know some people don't like that I use that word. I think it's like a fun word. It like makes me excited. Like, I just like that word. Like, I want to be cunty sometimes. I just love it. Like, I don't know. It's not to be like offensive to women, obviously, because I'm a very strong, powerful woman, but I just love that word. And I said it uh, not too long ago and someone got really upset with me uh, some like a follower of mine and she was like that word is disgusting and if you use it like it just shows that you're a problem and I was like oh well leave then I don't know what you want me to say uh but I I did used to really really want to fit in with people a lot and I wanted people to like me and that really put a lot of pressure on me and made me hate myself because when you try to make everyone happy you know especially as an influencer when you try to make people happy you're going to fail. You cannot make everybody like you and you cannot make everybody want to be your friend. That is a fucking fact. And you need to just cut that shit right then and there. But it's normal to kind of go through ups and downs when you're learning about yourself and when you're growing. So I wouldn't stress yourself out too hard. I would just be kind to yourself, learn about self-compassion, learn how to be nice to yourself. Focus on, like I always say, the way you're speaking to yourself because that makes the world of a difference. Someone said, hey girl, love your TikToks. You've been the cutest. Wishing you guys many years of love. I think it'd be super cool to talk about being slash staying motivated as you're a stay-at-home wife. I'm a stay-at-home wife myself and I often feel like I'm not using my free hours in the day to really enjoy myself and do things productively and i would also love to hear you talk about fitness and tv shows that you like uh first of all let's get to the most important parts uh tv shows i'm a very big fan and i'm very picky about my shows like i don't want some inky dinky shit like you know that I, I couldn't get into 13 Reasons Why either. And I know that was one that was super crazy back in the day. Couldn't get into that. I think maybe it was like triggering. I don't know. Couldn't get into that. But uh, the Stranger Things, love that. Stranger Things is like a happy place. New Girl, if you haven't watched that show, please go watch it. Uh, I think it was like on Fox or like ABC or something like that or whatever it was on. They're stupid and they cut it, but they were able to squish in a final season. It was really, really short and it didn't give the characters justice, but it's a very long, they have a lot of seasons and that is amazing. I also love Friends. So that kind of goes hand in hand, but it doesn't have that like comical, like, you know, audience laughing like Friends does that people hate, which I understand. So that's that. Uh, also to judge like the way I am viewing shows, keep in mind, I don't like the office. 
I can't get into the office. The dry humor just like passes right over my head and I just feel uncomfortable. Uh, also recently we've been watching Taboo. We finished it. Great, 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 great. And then that new like uh, Rings of Power show on Amazon, that shit is fucking fire. So now that we finished that first season, I've never watched The Hobbit or um, Lord of the Rings. So now we're starting with The Hobbit and then going to go to Lord of the Rings and watch all the movies because I'm obsessed and hopefully by the time we're finished, they'll have season two drop. But apparently they said season two won't drop until 2024. Um, but yeah, all of those shows, top, top favorites for sure. Obviously, they think Grey's Anatomy. But I'm just judging as th- that you've already seen that. I'm just judging. Now, staying motivated as a stay-at-home person. Um, first of all, you need to understand that just being a stay-at-home mom itself is a lot of work. And you should be proud of yourself. Taking care of the house, cooking, cleaning, taking care of yourself, taking care of your children. That is not just an easy peasy thing. People really push that off like, oh, you do nothing. Like, no. Moms and women are very powerful and that takes a lot of work and just mental energy to, you know, take care of the house, you know? So I would just give yourself a moment to appreciate everything that you do um, through that. And then I would also kind of like journal out things, you know? I, I think having a plan in the day for the next day is super important. Every night plan for yourself. Every night, put a full cup of water uh, next to your bed and plan the day for yourself and then lay out clothes for yourself in the morning, like get up and get productive. You know, a lot of moms too, a lot of people that are just home working from home or have free time, college students, whatever, you really don't know how much money that you could be making every day even if you don't do that much work, you know, like having an Amazon storefront, starting a TikTok page, like you have the ability to make so much money. It's unbelievable. Like even writing a blog about moms and stay at, staying at home and like how you feel like you don't have motivation and things like that. Like I think you have so many ways that you can do really cool things with your time. And I would just focus on that. I would focus on that. But yeah, I think definitely setting up habits that that lead to your success, like journaling your days and things like that are really important. Um, But that's about it. That's about all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning back into this episode. I love you guys so much. I remember the last episode I said that it was only going to be like an hour or no, I said it was going to be like a shorter episode. I ended up filming for an hour. This one, 52 minutes. Um, But I really am getting into the hang of things and I'm really enjoying myself. And a lot of you guys have said that you really need my episodes and that is such an honor i'm honored to be here and i'm honored to host this for you and i'm honored to literally tell your stories and talk to you guys thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart i love you guys more than anything and i hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and evening i think i've talked before that merch um merch is coming soon merch will be coming soon uh i have shirts i have crop tops i'm gonna eventually have hoodies and sweatpants um and just like sweat sets because i think those are adorable i'm also gonna have candles and notebooks i think that's like one of my favorite ideas uh because uh it's gonna drop before christmas but i wanted you guys to be able to have like a little package you know buy a little set for the candle and then your notebook and every time you listen 
listen to the episode, you can light your candle in the morning, in the night, in the afternoon, you light your candle, you get out your book and you journal uh, the challenges. I know today's and this week's challenge is going to go on your gratitude walk, but if you have a journal or a pen, I would say and suggest and challenge you to take 10 full deep breaths and then write some things that you have done um, and some things about yourself that you're proud of and that you admire, you know, talk about the hard times that you got through, that you got yourself through. And I think that kind of focusing on those things really helps grow you as a person and helps you find that strength and that confidence in yourself. You have to honor the things that you've got yourself through. Uh, But yeah, uh, so that's what's coming soon. Stay tuned. Uh, Again, follow the podcast Instagram at probably late to something and my Instagram because I give details on both of those. And remember that this is on, oh, see, here it goes again. This is videoed how do I say that smoother? Like, I feel like there is a way. Um, don't forget to check out the behind the scenes video footage for the podcast episodes on my YouTube channel, Malia Schmalker. But yes, my babies, that's it for today. I love you so much. Mwah. Um, This didn't pause when I thought it was going to pause. Okay, love you. Bye.